What's up, and uh, welcome into episode three of the Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. I'm uh, live in a somewhat filled space at Will County Brewing here, uh, the newest breweries going up in the Shorewood, Illinois area. Uh, I'm here with their head brewer. Introduce yourself, please. I'm Jamie Albert. Um, I'm the uh, owner and head brewer of Will County Brewing Company, um, along with uh, my two partners, James Kennedy and uh, Eric Wills, uh, who can't be here tonight, but uh, they have real jobs. <laughs> yeah, they made the guy who's got like the cold stay here and talk with me. Right. And so, we're, we're both sitting here fighting cold, so it should be really <laughs> exciting for you guys listening. Um, I apologize so, in advance if I hack up on all your equipment. That's nah, fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll clean it off. We got disinfectant wipes. I got children. So, okay, like I said, it's Will County Brewing Company. It's located at 1142 West Jefferson Street in Shorewood, Illinois, 60404. And uh, yeah, you guys are like, going to be brand new pretty soon right looking yeah we're, at january uh, we're still looking at uh right around the turn of the year um we were hoping before the end of the year but we've had some uh some speed bumps and uh you know as, as could be expected uh but we're still hoping that uh be open by january that's got to be common right when you're starting something like this you guys talk to other breweries that have just started out and stuff or have you heard yeah, any other it, stories like that it seems to be the norm you know there's always uh you know the city the uh whether it's the city or if it's the you know permit process and all that kind of stuff construction there's a lot of things that everybody go everybody wants goes their wrong, beak wet sure <laughs> <laughs> but i mean and we're sitting here in in the you know right in front of what's going to be the bar here it looks like it's going to be a great space i saw you had some brewing equipment in the back and everything so i mean you got stuff here it's it's pretty close right yeah no it's it's pretty close we're hoping to be brewing um Actually, on our on our actual equipment, <laughs> finally, it's been sitting here for a couple of months. It's been killing us not being able to use it yet. Oh, we don't bet. have the electricity and plumbing hooked up yet, but uh, that'll be done by the end of this week. Hopefully, be brewing next week. So um, we're really excited. It's like been having a brand new car sit in the garage and you can't drive it. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be rough. I mean, so I'm, I mean that that indicates to me that you guys all came from a home brewing background, then, right? We did. Um, yeah, we're still. Uh, Still involved with uh, the group we started with, too. Uh, the Joliet Brewers Guild is where we all came from. Uh, it's a great organization here in town. Um, and it, they do a lot of competitions. Um, basically, we get together once a month. We share our home brews. We share our secrets or tricks and different recipes and stuff like that. And uh, with these competitions, it makes, you know, a little bit of a competitiveness to it also yeah um and that's actually how the three of us got together me and james and eric um between the three of us we've you know won a few competitions here and there and decided to join forces and go pro <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah this this place is going to be obviously it's going to be great so like you said you said you hit some speed bumps you wanted you guys are still trying to aim for that january so tell me like what are some of the issues you guys have seen trying to get going and uh Talk about your Kickstarter campaign a little bit, too, if you can. Yeah, I will. Um, <clears throat> the big speed bump, if you call it a speed bump. The big one. Um, we, back in February, we actually, uh, this, this pro whole process has been going on for over a year. Uh, in February of, of this year, we purchased a system through a company not to be named uh, in Ohio. <laughs> um, That's great. However... Um, September, 
uh, they decided to close their doors and close the door on the money that we gave them. So it was a big hit. Uh, they took over $30,000 of our initial investment, which was a huge chunk of our initial investment. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it hurt, but uh, we regrouped and tried to rebudget everything and seemed to be making room for everything that we still want to do. Um, but you mentioned the Kickstarter campaign. We started that just a week ago, not even a week ago. Um, and I think we're up to 25% of our goal already. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, we couldn't be happier with the way that that's gone. Um, but we were just doing that to kind of recoup a little bit of what we lost. Um, you know, we're not looking to, you know, make money on there, recoup the entire thing. Um, we've got some really cool things in there as far as the, the tiers for each, um, each pledge amount um, from all of our swag, T-shirts and stuff like that to, um, you know, member of the Growler Club. You get Growler a free Club fill. sounds good. I mean, you get 12 yeah. months worth of uh, free gro one Growler every month. That's right. pretty nice. Yeah, and that's been one of the biggest tiers <laughs> one of the, uh, that people have been pledging to. But $250, is that that, that tier? Yeah, it was nope. $250. You yeah, get nice. a shirt, hat, sticker, or shirt, pint glass, stickers, and a 12-month membership to the Growler Club. But then as you go up, it gets kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I, there's like I, did, I read private, some of those. Yeah, there's private parties for 25 people. Um, you can brew your own beer with us. Uh, you can pick the style. Um, now, that's interesting right there. Yeah. You're letting the public in. Sure, okay. sure, yeah. And they will be here on brew day, and we'll brew it together. They can name it. We'll serve it here at the Heavily brewery. Heavily supervised, though. No. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but it's open to whoever. You don't know, even know how to have to know how to brew to... Uh, uh, to take advantage of that. And then um, the top donation, if you donate $10,000, you get all that stuff, plus you get to shave off my beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know what he looks like, he's got a pretty serious beard. And from what I hear, he likes his beard, and he yeah. doesn't want to lose it. No. But, you know, it's a it's a worthy cause if uh, if you did have to shave it, if somebody <laughs> wanted to pony up the, uh, the full. <laughs> you sound so sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. I wasn't. Wasn't so happy about it. But That's what they, happens when you have partners. They talked me into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's cool. It's like you know, you, you really you got to use all forms of social media nowadays, and Kickstarter is one of those things that's is well reputable and it's a great thing to utilize. Right. Um, it's a cool campaign, and you guys really give a good backstory on it, and really, I mean, it's very elaborate, and you know what you're doing, and the tiers are great, like you said. I mean, how many times have you walked into a brewery that you, you a new one or something that you're trying out, and left there with a pint glass and a growler and a t-shirt and God knows what Every else? Every time, and you're, and you're <laughs> damn near at 200 bucks at that point. So why sure. not, you know, support a local thing here? You know, with Shorewood, Illinois' first brewery. You know, that's that'd be a cool thing to help get off the ground and get your free growler every month. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um, you know, and we don't want it to be a, a sob story or anything. You know, we're just, you know, using what's out there. We're using the tools on, on the internet that's that's out there for uh, for us to accomplish our overall goal. So, um, but like I said, it's uh, we can probably survive without it. Um, but you know, we may have to cut some corners, which we don't want to do. So, this is kind of a way to. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a speed bump. It's not an obstacle. We're still trying to move forward, and and we are going to open. Uh, at one point, it looked like we might not, but but it's, uh, it's everything's happening. going forward. It's great. 
Now, my wife and I, we, we drive by out here. We, we go, go eat all the time over at that Casa Maya over here on Jefferson, uh-huh. and we'll drive out here and go to the Shorewood liquor store sometimes, and, and she'll always kind of look over and be like, oh, no, paper's still up. Paper's still up. <laughs> so that's like our Will County brewing experience at this oh, point. Yeah. So we're, we're just awaiting that day. And we got, you know, there's more coming up up in this area now. You got Migraine and Elder opening up, and then you guys hopefully will join that mix. So it's going to be really nice to have that, uh, have those options here in the area. But, yeah, uh, the yeah. goal was to be the first in the area, and we thought we were on track for that, but oh, it ends up now we're going to be the fourth. Heartbreaker. <laughs> but, but that's okay. It's, uh, at least uh, we're getting there. So can you tell me a little bit about like the background? I know you said the three of you guys kind of got together home brewing, but what what how'd the idea spark? Like how is it like this is gonna be a real thing? We're gonna open a friggin' brewery. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's always been a dream of mine, um, to own my own business. Um, you know, I've I've never really thought that I'd own a brewery, um, or a bar or anything like that. But uh, you know, it's it's a passion and I've you know, I had the opportunity to make a, a life change to pursue that that dream. So, um, you know, the other two guys, after, like I said, have real jobs. I was able to to quit my job, fortunately, and and put every minute of my day into this, uh, which is turning out great. Um, like I said, we're moving forward every day, and it's it seems to be progressing. But yeah, I spent uh, 23 years in the casino business. Um, Started off, opened up Harris uh, here in Joliet. Um, lived in Las Vegas for about eight years. Uh, had a little girl and decided to move back home and not raise a little girl in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, but then uh, I got out of the business for a while and went back in until uh, about six months ago. And uh, now, you, now this, you're all in. Now I'm now all in. All for in. real, all in. The casino turn. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing for us, uh, for us beer lovers in the area. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your your beer background. I know you said you've been home brewing for six years or so, and you're going to be kind of the head brewer here. But uh, like, what kind of got you started into craft beer, or beer outside of Bud Light, Miller Light, and Budweiser? You know? Yeah, like, um, you know, I've I've drank my share of Miller Lights. Uh, like I'm sure a lot of a lot of people have. Um, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, little bit older than like the millennial demographic right now that's that was probably raised on craft beers you know oh yeah now um, it's like that's that's where they come from i'm I'm in my but i'm gonna be 34 this year so so i'm kind of like right at the end of it so i uh, kind of had to transition to it you know right. that kind of thing but right. no comment yeah place. i did too it was um you know it went from being a tj teenager and you know, dad handed me an old style and gave me my first beer. Nothing wrong with an old style. No, and and then, uh, you know, it kind of went into, you know, the college years where it's a bunch of, you know, old Milwaukee and... Keystone. And then, right. Keystone. Um, but yeah, just, you know, shortly after that, I guess uh, I'll probably Sam Adams, just regular Boston Lager was probably my first craft beer. Um, got into Sierra Nevada a lot. Um and then all the gateway beers. Yeah, exactly. It's what it is or gateways. But, uh, you know, once I decided I was done with, um, domestic beers, um, yeah, just wanted to That's see what else was term, out there. Domestic beers. Cause all oh, these are domestic beers. Well, I think they <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to see what else was out there. I loved the different flavors. I love the, uh, um, 
the different styles and I started learning about all the different styles. And um, as of not too long ago, um, I actually did some studying uh, under the Cicerone program. Um, I don't know if you know what the Cicerone is. It's kind of, Cicerone is like a sommelier for wine. Okay. Peter Wine Sommelier was basically like a master of, of wine. Um, there's a Cicerone program, which is the same type of thing. Um, and I went through a week-long boot camp um, in Chicago for that. Um, and it was taught by its founder, Ray Daniels, uh, great guy and master of beer. Is, really? Yeah. Um, it's like a sommelier program for beer. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. Right. So um, so I did that and, and had a lot of... Uh, a lot of good stuff that I learned out of that um, from anything, anything from beer styles to um, adjuncts that are put into beers to tasting off flavors to pairing with food to proper glassware, um, how to clean glassware properly. I mean, everything um, and, and everything that I learned in that we're going to impl- implement here. So. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's, it's amazing how important all those little things are now. Like it used to be, it kind of evolved like everything else. It was like you start on something new like that, but now it's like you know, what kind of glassware are you drinking out of? Is you know, like you said, cleaning it properly. Right. There's so many more factors now that go into like the the full quality experience of going to a brewery. So I think a course like that really helps you once these doors open and you have people asking questions because. That's another thing is when I go to a brewery, I'm asking questions. I do that. I know not right. everybody does, but, but I can be annoying, you know. I'm, 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 I just want to be like, well, how, how did this work and how did you brew it? And, like, how, when are you adding this? You know, that I, I got a lot of questions. I'm not a brewer, so I don't, I don't know how to do all that stuff. But, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have that information because I think that keeps people coming back when they get their questions answered. Sure, sure, yeah. The, um, we think that uh, education is key when it comes to actually selling your product. Um, you know, we, we want to have all of our staff on any bartender that we're going to have behind this bar is going to be beer knowledgeable, um, and be able to carry a conversation on about the beer that they're pouring or that they're, they're serving that night. So, so are you guys going to be, uh, start off with just whoever, you know, owners and family and friends, or are you guys going to actually have staff right off the bat? Probably not right off the bat. We're going to use, uh, our family quite a bit. Um, my wife has bartended for years and years and years. Um, and we're going to use our family and, and we're going to use the Joliet Brewers Guild a lot too, that a lot of guys stepped up and said that they wanted to help us out when we start. So, um, that kind of takes some of the burden off of hiring on top of all this construction that's going on and all this planning. So, um, but down the road, you know, we'll probably have to, um, you know, it's not just going to be, you know, it's, this bearded hairy guy behind the bar. <laughs> You'll probably have to hire another bearded hairy guy to work behind the bar. Then, possibly, right? you know. possibly. <laughs> you want to get beard jealousy, you know. I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 got to be hard to to kind of equip yourself outside of you know close friends and family and part ownership. You know, to find people that are going to care enough about your livelihood to to come in here and do the job that you want them to do. So, right, that sounds like a challenge in the future here. Yeah, but it's, I, I think having people that you trust, people that, you know, are family or, or anything like that will, will be the good, will be the good ones that, you know, you would trust to help work on all the kinks and stuff like that, working with the, you know, just POS systems behind the bar and, you know, uh, there's so much that goes into there this. So it's much. outrageous. <laughs> like, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine. Um, so 
can you walk through some of that stuff? Like, what was kind of the first steps uh, to, you know, once you guys figured out, like, this is happening, was it find a space? What, what was the first move? Um, one of the first moves was find a space. Um, you know, it, you know, the city location is, is key. For breweries, that's not always the case, though. I think breweries are a destestination. We've seen um, that with like Metal Monkey, I think places sure. that are kind of tucked off back, you know, in and that's where we were looking um, to start was in an industrial unit. Um, we were actually in a space, um, and some things fell through with with zoning, and and we had to move on. Looked at another retail space, um, and that fell through. And this was actually our third space that we looked at. Oh, really? And and so glad that the other two fell through because yeah. we love this space. Um, it's in a good spot too. You know, it's a great spot. Everything is going west from here. I mean, we're basically the end of the world in Shorewood. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's like that gap after River Road heading out that way. Right. So, yeah. so if there is, you know, any expansion in the area, it's all going west right there. So then instead of being out west, we'll be centrally located. Yeah, it, so, could, it could benefit you only in the future. Sure, sure. But, you know, just all that kind of stuff, it, it uh, makes us feel really glad that uh, we have a spot like this. And it's a beautiful Strip mall too. It's a really nice area, and all our yeah, neighbors. The, the word strip mall doesn't sound sexy, but it's it's a really nice, like, you know, <laughs> facaded place. Like your guys' logo looks amazing up there with the with the stone brick looking, looking fronts. I mean, yeah, it definitely. When you say strip mall, it doesn't do it justice. I feel like. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's in a lovely strip mall. Yeah. Right. No, but our the other tenants in the building are fantastic too. Uh, Happy Place Cafe and Savarinos. They both want to work with us. It's, we're not going to have any food. So. Beer, pizza. I mean, come right, on. exactly. Come on. Um, so that was that was something early on that we decided we're not going to do any food because, I mean, we're not chefs. We make beer, you know. Um, yeah. So Which I think is very common. I mean, yeah. Very few tap rooms that are, and usually they have a really talented chef. You know, true. True. Those got to be hard to come by. Yeah. Um, but the, these guys are are you know, super helpful with, you know, stepping up. They want to do exclusive menu items just for us. And oh, that's cool. You know, we've got our, you know, pizza and wings on one side, and then we can do our cheeseburgers and fries on the other side. And, um, you know, it's all welcome. So it's it's great. Even the yoga studio next door, I mean, we're going to do a, a beer, beer yoga. yoga Please. That's right. right. My, my wife and I do yoga together, and we're always looking <laughs> for a beer yoga. Right. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome uh, little combination. People don't realize how much fun that can be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that that's, you know, finding that space like that, that's, you know, and you guys are comfortable and it's, it's building up and everything, but that's like step one, really. Right. I mean, yeah. So, so then where do you go? Is it equipment? Is so, it- well, after the location, um, for us at least, and, and I guess I was a little bit proactive, a little too proactive in it get is excited. getting, all the, is getting all the licensing. Um, and you know, by the time I was ready to get our state license, I even, talked to one of the guys and they said, no, you're, you're way ahead of schedule here. So it actually <laughs> Sorry, ended up being the excited. last license we got. So, um, but getting through that whole process is pretty time paperwork and also. time. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It sounds like, it sounds like it'd be a nightmare situation to just have to go through all that. Oddly enough, but, um, dealing with the village here in Shorewood was probably the best part of it is getting, getting licensing. Um, they never had, craft breweries in their liquor submissions either right. so we had to basically write our own liquor submissions uh for craft breweries what is allowed and stuff like that and get try to get it approved for yeah. them and it was approved no problem 
um, a couple of town hall meetings and they were all on board and as excited as we were to get this thing going. So now when the tap room opens up, is it going to have like, you know, an ounce limit? Is it something that's, uh, that the, the, the village has a say in, uh, nope. no, we're not going to have, no, 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 no limits. Um, I mean, obviously we're not going to pour huge get steins of beer, you know, of a 12% Imperial stout or something no, like that. But, uh, um, but everything will be, um, you know, according to the style of beer, everything will, you know, something like that, and 12% something will be in a short 10-ounce snifter. Makes sense, right. Um, so. Yeah, so the, the village wasn't too hard on you is what you're saying. I've, I've heard no, that. No, they that, were great. That relationship can be very helpful. I mean, I, I know, uh, like Mike uh, Palin up in Elk Grove Village at Microphone, I know he had mm-hmm. issues at first, but then once he spoke to the village a little more, they just were kind of like, it's new and we're scared type of thing, and in an industrial park and that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the villages that are getting this for the first time, it's probably, I'm glad that you had a no, no problem with them at all. No, it was, it was really good. Um, they seem to be on board with us and we're looking forward to doing all of the, uh, you know, community events that they've got going on too, you know, the Crossroads Fest and their party in the parks, their Oktoberfest they do. We want to be involved with all that stuff. So. Well, you know, I've lived born and raised in Joliet and I've been there since, you know, forever. So, for us, we spend a lot of time out here, you know, in this area, like towards the town hall, town hall here for uh, every event, the movies in the park, all that stuff. So, like, having an addition like this out this way is going to be amazing for, for people like us, you know, yeah, young families so. and that. Like, my wife loves craft beer, so it's it's a perfect fit for us. Good. Good. Yeah, it's it's uh, seems to be the trend um, in the area, and hopefully it's not a trend. Um, you know, I don't think so. I just read an article today that U.S. is now – um, 6,000 breweries, 98% of which are small independent guys like us, <laughs> which, which I think is amazing. That's, and, and you hear, you've been hearing the word saturation, I'm sure a lot, but I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't, I'm sure there's a tipping point at some point, but I don't think it's ever going to fall back into itself. You know, no, I, was, I don't think so either. It, there'll that always was one be of, a place for it. Yeah. I, that was one of my fears getting into it too late maybe, you know, but, um, it's new to the area. It's, uh, Hopefully growing. Hopefully we can change a lot of these Miller and Bud drinkers to you drink craft beers. <laughs> I've been talking to a lot of buddies from, you know, high school and college that, that you know, laughed at it at first. And then now are telling me, man, I can't get enough of these New England IPAs. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Liking the, you're liking the cloudies. So, yeah. so how about styles? Let's talk about that. What, what do you personally like to drink? What do you like to brew? Are they one and the same? Are they different? Um, between the three of us, we uh, we probably have... I don't know, 20, 30 recipes between the three of us already that we've brewed before um, and are just going to scale them up and, and knock them off one at a time. Um, of course, to open, we're going to have to have a nice variety. Uh, we'll probably start off once we have, we'll probably open the doors once we have about six beers to offer. Right. Um, I don't think we should open it with any less than that. We need to have to have, we have to have a good variety. Um, but talking about the, you know, domestic beer drinkers, light beer drinkers. Um, we're going to start off with the Bohemian Pilsner. Uh, there's a Pilsner that I do that's, um, you know, a good amount of bitterness. It's not really hoppy. There's some hops to it, but it's uh, it's got a good character. And it's a good gateway beer, like you said. Yeah. You know, so when my dad comes in here, he's not like, what is this? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of other brewers can, can agree when they say they have open up and everyone says, what do you have? That's like a Miller what light. Is, yeah. yeah. Well, we, I was at Hailstorm one time and, uh, we had my, we brought the friend that did that, you know, yeah. 
I don't know if you know anybody at Hailstorm, but Josh that runs the tap room just pointed to the water cooler. <laughs> he pointed to the little Gatorade jug full of water in the corner. I was like, that's probably the best response you could have to that question. That's awesome. But I mean, yeah, I mean, those beers, uh, you know, as much as people are into IPAs and stouts and stuff, if you make a really good Pilsner or a really good Kolsch or something like that, like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great beer. No, not at all. Um, you know, it's the summertime. I'd, I'd rather have an ice cold, you know, craft Pilsner or yeah. Kolsch, like you said, you know, a, a metropolitan crankshaft or a PC pills or something like that in the summertime sitting out by the pool. You know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so we're going to definitely start off with something like that. Start off with a Pilsner. Um, we also decided to do um, some kind of fruit beer. Also, we want something that uh, the ladies are going to enjoy as well. Um, a lot of, a lot of friends of ours uh, who are ladies that, uh, are trying to get into craft beer, you know, the whole th- this whole thing is trying to create more beer drinker, more craft beer drinkers. It's more um, inclusive than, than yeah, than right. Be a pretentious, uh, you know, hoity-toity bunch. You want that kind of like family crowd and the right, yeah. And we want the people that aren't so educated in it to be educated in it. Well, here, try this. I've never had an IPA before. We'll try this. You know, I'm uh, not a fan of dark beers. We get a lot get, too. Dark beers. That's, that's a that's a really fun one. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they all taste the same. Like right. A stout, same as a porter, and then, you know, a, a dark ale or a strong ale. Sure. Like, yeah. Um, so we're gonna have those two. We're gonna have um, uh, we're gonna have a coffee brown probably to start off with. Um, coffee and it's great. Oh, it's uh, Eric makes a fantastic coffee brown. Um, Is that what you what you guys had on your website? And you said like in your, in our opinion, he makes uh, one of the best brown <laughs> ales this yeah. side of Joliet. <laughs> yep, that's uh, fantastic. Um, and then uh, of course we've got to have an IPA. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm that we'll, guy. I'm I'm that IPA guy. I'm yeah. a total like basic bitch. Like uh, <laughs> I'm a, I, I love those IPAs, man. So yeah. so do you guys lean on the side of like a West Coast danky kind of piney IPA, or do you did you do them all like little sweeter tropical ones? Or personally, I'm more of a piney guy. Yeah. Um, uh, the one that I've the one that I've made multiple times is not that way. It's more more citrusy. You get a lot of pineapple, a lot of um, citrus fruit in it. Um, Grapefruit. I um, love it. Love those. Yeah. But then um, then after the IPAs, we're going to probably do a porter and a stout also. So um, I, I do a bourbon vanilla porter, which is one of my Jesus, favorites. That sounds amazing right now. Uh, but we're uh, trying to figure out how to make it affordable at, at a five-barrel capacity. Right. In a five-gallon capacity, it's pretty expensive to make, but... Uh, yeah, I guess adding the well, bourbon kind of. Let's let's get back to those styles <laughs> that you guys are planning on opening with, and talk about that. Talk about your system real quick. Like, what's what's your size and all that, and well, the output um, look like? Yeah. Well, so um, after our original equipment um, fell through, we won't talk about that. We anymore. won't talk about that anymore. I said I was going to stop talking. Should be some about air that. quotes. Uh, the original equipment. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it was a uh, it was a three barrel system. Then um, we were going to have. Uh, two three-barrel fermenters and two seven-barrel fermenters to do double batches in. Um, so after, anyways, after all, all that stuff fell through, we ended up hooking up with Psycho Brew, which is a company out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, okay. near Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and they've been phenomenal. They were such a big help. Uh, to be honest, they actually helped a lot of other breweries that Same were issue, victims like you know. we were. 
uh, through that same company. But uh, they're, they've been fantastic. And we ended up getting a psycho brew system um, from them. And what theirs is, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an electric system like we had, uh, but it's an open vessel system. It's not all, all closed, so it's like a really big 100-gallon pot times four. So um, we'll walk back there in a minute, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or cool. a little bit later, but I'll show you all that stuff. Um, so there's four 100-gallon kettles up there, two mash tons and two boil kettles. Um, and we've got three five-barrel fermenters. So we went from a 21-barrel capacity down to a 15-barrel capacity. So we're going to just have to brew more often. <laughs> <laughs> more brew days for you. Hey. That's true. Hey, but, you'll, be, uh, you'll be here having a good time. That's also one of the things that the Kickstarter is going to help with, is getting more fermenters so we can make more beer faster. Yeah, um, I mean, because, you know, eventually you're going to want to, I'm sure, have stuff to go. Uh, you absolutely. Know, not just growlers. Hopefully you can bottle some things. And right. some, like you were talking about a bottle release, you were hoping to, you know, hit early at some point. Oh, well, we are, actually. It's... Uh, uh, the beer's been made already. It's still fermenting right now, but um, we're gonna open the doors with a with a bottle release, which um, I think is pretty cool. That's... And we're gonna call it uh, Zero Anniversary. Um, it's a Imperial Vanilla Stout, ten percent. Uh, it's got a lot of dark chocolate notes and creamy creamy vanilla flavors in it. Uh, turned out really well, and I think it's doing something like that that no one um really does i mean it's kind of kind of unique um but it's going to be a 300 bottle limit we're going to have 300 bottles uh for sale for day one opening and i'm projecting we're going to go through them right away <laughs> i think i think you're going to be right i mean unless you guys are pricing those at like 50 bucks a bottle then i'm sure they're going to be gone by the end of the night because no the, i'm guessing they'll probably be you know, 15, 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Like that's, I, all the other ones. I feel like I'm just breaking news right now on the podcast here. We got zero anniversary. Actually, yeah. I don't know awesome. if I've ever said the name before, but no, yeah, zero anniversary. It sounds like a good, good one there. So, so, okay. Say, what was it again? It's going to be vanilla and. Uh, it's an Imperial vanilla stout. It's, it's an Imperial vanilla yeah, stout. Yeah, but you get a lot, of, a lot of dark chocolate in there. All right. So maybe we can bounce back to what you were talking about earlier, though. The price tag on brewing these things when you got vanilla in anything, right? Is that what really drives <laughs> it up or is it. Am I wrong about that? Um, so to make 300 bottles, we did a two-barrel batch. Um, well, two one-barrel batches. And, geez, I think I went through... You don't have to reveal the price, but I just... <laughs> $400 worth of vanilla. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just hear that that's what really drives the price up for these things. When you oh, it's crazy. Vanilla I mean, bean, not cheap. No, it's not. And that's one of the reasons why my, my bourbon vanilla porter that I usually Might do be a is, challenge. is so expensive. <laughs> But, and that's another one of our philosophies is, you know, not to use extracts and stuff like that. If, you know, if we make a pineapple IPA, it's going to be right. done with pineapples and not, you know, uh, extracts or, or syrups or whatever it is. Get you the know. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to make legitimate beers. I mean, yeah, I hear, I hear you. Right. So we kind of got what we can expect from this place kind of when it opens, you're talking about six taps, you know, what kind of things, you know, or not six taps, but um, you might have six beers on tap, you know, day one, a bottle release. So like what kind of atmosphere and stuff can people expect to find here? Um, we just want it to be um, just a nice cozy place where anybody can go. Um, we don't want to have, you know, we don't want it to be a niche, you know, like, uh, um, you know, 
I don't know. I hate I hate using this, but Metal just Monkey. Just do it. Just go for it. No, but they're friends of mine, I and mean, they're great guys, and oh, I, they're I, awesome, I love yeah. them, and they make great beer. Um, but uh, I've heard a lot of people complain about it. Like, go oh, there, and all I hear is metal music, metal and music. it's almost yeah. a niche that. But that's their thing, and that's yeah, their thing. Exactly. And I love I love yeah. going there. I do too. <laughs> my, well, the funny thing is, my kids love going there. They sit there and play all the different monkey games and stuff. Yeah, right. My, you know, my son right. wanted to sit on the couch with all the stuffed animals. So it's like the metal doesn't bother them at all. And right. I, who doesn't like a little Slayer or something every now and again? Oh, it's great. I love it. That's when the guys are super too. nice, too. I mean, they're, they're just nice guys. Absolutely. Knowledgeable as can be. Yeah. No, absolutely. And um, we just decided yeah, to go get, a different you, route. I get you want more of like a fully all-inclusive. Not that they're not, just that, you know. But. Right. No, no, no. Uh, but we're just going a different route. And it's, uh, you know, we're, you know, going to have the same type of stuff. You know, we'll have our games and things like that. Um, one thing we're going to do that's a little bit different is have well not really different but uh we're gonna have vinyl uh two of us are me and eric are really into vinyl like we've got that. great collections and stuff so we're gonna we're gonna have a turntable up here and um if it's not too busy in here we'll just leave everything out for people to thumb through and oh yeah that's throw scary. a record on themselves that's, that's instead scary. of people touching your vinyl collection you know? <laughs> well we won't put our you know White oh, album JB's uh, music <laughs> lessons over there. You can buy yourself some vinyl over there, there you from go. Joe Latino. There you go. Yeah. JB music. Yeah, we, uh, we that, that was part of our bottle share on Saturday. We, took, we were taking breaks, and he's, he's got his vinyl room, you know. Oh, so yeah. So we were just taking breaks, going in there, listening to some music, come back to another 14% stout. But yeah, no, <laughs> I think a vinyl would be a nice touch. So uh, speaker system going to be built in? Is it gonna... Yeah, we'll have some speakers hanging. Um, we'll have a few TVs in here. Of course, we don't want to be you know, a sports bar either, but, right. um, we're going to have a couple TVs behind the bar. And over It'd the be a good area. transition for those people, like you mentioned, you know, that are kind of, you're pulling them away from their regular bar and their Miller lights. Like, well, yeah, at least they can watch a little bit of the Cubs game or the bears game or the Sox sure. game or something and yeah. kind of transition them slowly into, yeah. into this craft beer world. Right. So uh, I see all this, all the materials kind of laying around us right now. We're kind of <laughs> just sitting there with all these great materials. So yeah. you said the bar top's going to be uh, wood, all um, wood, nice warm bar top. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got that. We've got a bunch of tile sitting over here, a bunch of drywall. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess right now. All the anyone, stuff that makes it. Anyone a else brewery. walked in here? Sure. <laughs> And you guys are like you already got shirts and glasses and stuff, and I see you're wearing a Will we County Brewing Company hat. That yep. hat can be bought. Yep, right on our nice. website. Um, can you give the website? Do you know it off? The yeah, top it's WillCountyBrew.com. WillCountyBrew.com. Brew, not brewing. Mm -hmm. So it's WillCountyBrew.com. And I'll put all the uh, links and everything for the Kickstarter and all that in the cool. in the podcast when we post it. Um, yeah, this this place, uh, you know, it's on its way. So, what do you have like a? Closer estimate of you know I know you're saying January but you don't want you don't want January see, you don't want to say anything else because what if something else goes January now I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at the mirrors too like are these mirrors going to be part of the decor in here or what you know what uh, we were thinking about taking them down this used to be a martial arts studio in uh -huh. here it so looks that, like it hence all the mirrors um, but we kind of like them yeah. you know they're not mirrors that are like behind the bar where people are sitting at the bar you know staring at themselves which is kind of That's awkward. Weird. I might um, check out the guns if I'm sitting over by. You know, just <laughs> but actually, if you're sitting at the bar and you're looking towards the brew house, the the, the walking cooler in the back bar kind of blocks everything. But if you look through those mirrors, it kind of makes you see around the corner. Opens it up a little bit. For and the, it looks like we public. have twice as many fermenters. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's always awesome. They're, like, they're making a ton of beer back there. Look at all that stainless steel shining. So what do you guys, I mean, I'm guessing you have plans, but uh, early, do you think there'll be, uh, you know, we have like a crowler machine or like the look Eventually, at like, you yeah. know, yeah, contracting out canning or anything or like bringing in those mobile canners? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, that's one of the things that uh, we planned on having day one, but, you know, I had to cut back on it. But uh, we love crowlers too. I love, I love going to different crowler, breweries right. and doing a crowler. It stays a lot longer. and Gotta love that, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah you, can, you can hold on to it for a week if you can't, you know. Right. Slam it in 48 hours or whatever. Right. And sometimes it's hard to sit there with a 64-ounce growler and finish it by yourself. Well, <laughs> you know, not that it can't be done. But <laughs> depends on what you're drinking, maybe. But, but yeah. That, I, was a, that was a dare, Joe. Guilt. I, I just felt guilt when you said that. I was like, I've done that. I've done that. Thank God my wife drinks craft beer now. And I, could just, I don't have to be alone with it. Right. <laughs> So, all right. So how about, uh, I noticed on your website and, and you kind of mentioned it, uh, talking about the community stuff. Let's, uh, so what, what kind of stuff do you guys want to, it kind of sets you apart if you, you guys are really making it a point to be involved in the community and kind of letting people know about it. So what kind of stuff do you guys plan on doing? Well, we've already been, um, asked to do all kinds of, you know, donations to charities and stuff like that. Um, Shorewood Hugs is a big one. Um, We've got a couple of people that are on the board with that, that we're going to have, you know, raffle items. They come to us for all kinds of stuff. So now what's Shorewood Hugs? What, what do they do? Um, I'll put you on the, on the spot, spot. Yeah, Thanks. of course. Um, yeah. uh, actually, James, uh, my, James, one of the partners, uh, his wife is on the board uh, for that. She's one of the uh, volunteers that, that works for that. And, and there's another hugs. friend of mine that does stuff. But um, I'd hate to talk falsely about it, but. I don't know what right. it benefits right. right now. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm sorry to Sherwood Hugs. But uh, but there's a lot of other, um, you know, fundraisers that people have asked us to do and stuff like that. And we want to be involved with that, whether it's, you know, sponsoring a little league team, things like that, just being involved with the community, um, you know, doing any beer events that we can do in the area also. Um, we just... Uh, like I talked about, doing the party in the park and Oktoberfest here in Shorewood. Right. That'd be a welcome like presence for things like that. Sure. I, I Crossroads thing, you know, Crossroads is such a big festival, and everybody I know, you know, they, right. they stop there at least one day while it's out, while it's open. So to have the option of some Will County Brewing while you're walking around, rather than having to go get a Budweiser or something right. if you want to yep. have a drink, yeah, that'll be pretty cool for everybody. Yeah. Now, will you guys be getting food trucks most likely too, or? Um, I would love to, um, because I love that scene. You know, I like all the ones that are in the area. Uh, they do a great job. But uh, we're not going to um, just because of our relationship with our, our neighbors here. Yeah. The Savarinos makes awesome pizza. Yeah, I want to piss um, those guys off. And, you know, and, and wings and stuff and chicken. And, and uh, you know, we can get sandwiches and cheeseburgers and whatever like that from Happy Place Cafe. So we want to utilize that and keep it more, keep everything local. That goes into part being part of the community, too, is our direct neighbors right supporting here supporting local building. business feel sure yeah. let's talk a little more about the decor when this place opens and we talked we talked about the bar top so what, what's kind of the general feel you're going to get in this joint um we you know we're stick the colors we're sticking with is our logo the red i mean not red the uh green white and black and and um we uh want to do reclaimed woods um reclaimed anything really uh you know steel finished you know, something to kind of tie into the the brewery equipment and so the front of the bar we've got some 
we got an old tin roof from uh, uh, from a barn somewhere um, that we're gonna lay out on the front of the the bar. It's like corrugated steel look. It's got, yeah. a, got a nice wear to it. Oh yeah, there's some rust spots nice. with some holes in it, um, but uh, it looks really cool. Uh, the back bar is gonna be some some reclaimed cedar uh, that we got. Um, cedar shingles we've got uh even like the the pallets that we get we break them down and and use whatever we can in that we'll probably use that for framing out some of the the uh the tin on the front um and uh besides that um well we've got a lot of wall space one of the things we want to do is uh uh we're wondering what to do with how are we going to cover these walls and we can't just have blank painted walls so um, we want to have some some local artists um, showcase their stuff here, um, and they we can have prices on them with their names and you know the years, whenever it was done, the name of the the work or whatever. That's very unique. That that's something I've not heard yet. So now, do you have people in mind already? Do you know some local artists, or is it something you're just going to kind of wait? No, for? we don't. We're we're probably going to uh, reach out to you know maybe JJC and Lewis and and uh, uh, University of St. Francis. Um, and get with their art programs and, and see if there's any. Uh, that's that's a good start at least, and see if they have any artists that want social to media man showcase yeah, that. The stuff right person here. sees something like that. That's right. You'll have you'll have people lining up out here with art. Yeah, put me on the wall. Yeah, I mean besides that, we also want to have um, some historical. Um, want to get like some black and whites of of what the what beer used to be like around this area. I mean there was. Um, John Bitterman would kill me, but I think there was about six or seven breweries in this area. Oh, you know what, John Bitterman? I, yeah, I've, I've been given his name by multiple people. I've actually been yeah. in contact with him, so I'm going to talk to him after the first of the year, hopefully. Oh, good. I've heard some amazing things about that guy's beer knowledge. He knows everything. The I mean, beer if, game is strong with him. Yes, huh? it is. <laughs> but he's got some really good lectures that he's done. Um, I've sat in on a bunch of them about uh, just the old breweries that used to be in this area. It's really cool history. Um, you know, the Searing family, uh, you know, the Searing brothers, uh, uh, Bohemian club. Um, and there were, there were some even after prohibition, um, uh, which killed most of the breweries in the area. There's some that, uh, that thrived even into the forties and fifties. Um, so I'm starting to get an idea here. Maybe you have a series of beers that you name after these places, like the <laughs> Bohemian, like that. It'd be a cool name. Well, for I've, some actually, beers. I've actually talked to John, and and he's trying to get a recipe. I'm trying to get a recipe too. Right. Um, I I know some got descendants be a time of capsule somewhere around Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> Shorewood. You can find something. There's got to be something, but I think it'd be cool to to recreate one of their That'd original be awesome. beers from the pre-prohibition times well Budweiser's already doing that remember they're doing the 1933 reserve that's <laughs> <laughs> something funny sounds right awful so uh, <laughs> so uh you you also I think I saw on your website you're talking about doing like a wall of some sort right uh, some sort of a special commemorative wall yeah we're gonna do uh our will to succeed wall um will will, will to yeah, succeed. I got it um whether it's an entire wall, we don't know where we're going to place it or anything yet, but uh, uh, it's going to just thank a lot of the people that have helped us in this journey, um, helped us along the way. There's That's one of the things in the Kickstarter, too. Um, at a certain amount, you get your name up on the Will to Succeed board. and um, oh, just a, We're trying to think of a, just a bunch of different things that haven't been done yet or, or some things that are going to be unique to us um, and another way that we can kind of throw it out and 
and give thanks to the people that that uh, had something to do with our progress. Yeah, so. that's going to be a full wall, right? Man, it takes a village, I'm guessing, for this. <laughs> or maybe yeah. just you. I don't know. You're, yeah, it's, you're the only one here, so I, I assume you did all of this. So. Yes, I did. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah, no. we'll just go with that. No, we've had a lot of great help. Now, you have uh, poured me a beer here. Can you talk about that beer again a little bit? This is zero anniversary, and you're, okay, I think, so the, second, the second person outside of Will County Brewing to have this. So, uh, All right, describe it a little more for me. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what went into it again. And uh, it's a, it's a um, imperial vanilla stout. It's about 10%. A um, lot of vanilla goes in <laughs> you can taste it and it's it's amazing no it's vanilla is one of my one of my favorite things i'm a vanilla freak you know I, we did a test batch of it before we did you know the the, the full two barrels um that we're going to bottle and release day one but um after the first time i tasted it i said no we need more vanilla <laughs> i'm just one of those guys that can't have enough i love the vanilla flavor i, I love mean, the aroma there's a lot of things, a lot of vanillas that you, you don't get the taste off of and you're like, well, right. you're labeling it as a vanilla something, you know? Sure. Yeah. This, you get the, you get the vanilla on it. It's really nice. Yeah. I've been drinking some really high-end stouts lately, too, in the last couple of weeks, so it's really, really standing up to the, what I've been drinking, so Thank you. pretty nice. Thank you. And we're going to call that zero anniversary and potentially the first bottle available from you guys when doors open, huh? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do 300 bottles. Um, just limited it to that, to... Uh, you know, make sure that we go through it day one. I don't want it to you sit around. To I want to. I want to. I want people to take something home right away. Something with a little bit more um, uniqueness to it than six beers that we're going to have on tap all the time. You know, I wanted it's a to really cool beer. I mean, to do a tastes, special release. Tastes great. Do you have Do you have bottle art or anything for it yet? Or we do. They're being made right now. So oh, nice. So you're What's looking it look at like? an empty bottle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, it feels cooler that way though. Like I feel like I'm really drinking some underground stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you know what the bottle arts? Uh, what's it What's it going to look like? How Who designed it? Somebody you know, or just um, send it off actually, to a company? One of my cousins, uh, Patrick McShaffrey, did uh, did our uh, label design for he us. Sounds like an Irishman. He is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he likes his he likes his beer too. No, he's a great guy. Um, he did an awesome job with the artwork on it, and uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Just keep it close to the. No, it's a, it's a really cool label though. It's uh, it was fun to to work with him on that. It totally it's it really does sell beer though. I mean the labels and stuff. I mean I've bought great beers with basic labels, but I mean sometimes the label game really helps. It yeah, it really does. It does. I mean, a lot of a lot of times people that go into liquor stores don't know what they're buying. They buy it because of the label. I mean, Three Floyds makes great beers, but the bottle art is, you know, it's always been great. And then yeah, now, now cool. places like Hot Butcher in Chicago, I mean, they have some of the coolest can art that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, 18th Street, all those. I mean, it's mm-hmm. good beer as well, obviously. You're not, not going to keep buying it just because the can's cool, but, right. but I mean, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that, um, that we're, very aware of is you know how to market it and stuff like that and you know that's one of the things that sells beer um stories sell beer too we love hearing my favorite stories um the whole premise behind the podcast i love good beer stories yeah um and it makes you go buy the beer again too you know i mean that's why we can have fun with naming the beer 
brewery name is kind of boring, to be honest with you. Will County Brewing Company. It's, gets the job done. But it gets the job done. We didn't want to, you know, like I said, have a niche. We wanted to be open to everybody. And that's why we didn't call it Shorewood Brewing Company. We mm-hmm. want a broader area, be more general. We can have fun with the beer names. But like I said, they have to have a story. That will keep people coming. For example, I had a, um, was up at Hopewell Brewing. I don't know if you've been up there in Chicago. No. no. Uh, I think they opened last last year. They might be open a year and a half or so. Um, I think they're in Milwaukee. Um, okay. But they had a red IPA, and I'm a, I am love red IPAs. Yeah. I think it might have been a rye, too, which is even Ooh, better for Workforce me. Workforce does I a couple of good rise. ones, the red rye. <laughs> yeah. Something I didn't know I was into until I had it. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So the name of this beer was 2437. Um, 24. Yeah. I'm 20, already intrigued. 24 colon 37. And uh, so I was asking the bartender, and it's like, Beer is delicious. I mean, what's with the name? I don't understand what it is. And she said, "Well, the the owners are are real like sci-fi freaks, and twenty-four hours and thirty-seven minutes is a day on Mars. What? Just the red planet, and it just all goes together. Really geeky, right? That's, that's great. <laughs> but it's a story. I'm telling you this story. I'm telling this podcast exactly. this story right now because of of that. And, and you know, and it, it helps. I think stories behind the name name of the beer really helps itself. All right. What about you three fellows? Any stories behind any of the beers you guys have been brewing? Uh, I mean, the zero anniversary obviously tells its own story. Like, you know. Yeah, that's just. Uh, trying to come out of the gate swinging, basically. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we have. Uh, no good brew day stories off the top. See, I put you on the spot. There. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, I don't know about any beer names. I don't think we've released any beer names yet. Um but, uh, for example, um, one of the owners, James Kennedy, he's known as the master of pineapples. Oh, yeah. We almost forgot to talk about that. Yeah. That's, so there's a story. Behind that. Like, I read that and I said, okay, well, I got to know why. Yeah. So that's his official title is master of pineapples. Um, through the Jolly Brewers Guild, I mentioned that we do competitions all the time and stuff. And um, he comes in, I think it was his first year in the guild second competition he was in he won the fruit beer competition with a a pineapple sour or something um and then the following competition which was like two months later won the ipa competition it was a pineapple IPA. i was gonna say do i, do I need to guess because and it just became a joke after that like he can't brew with anything but pineapples he's, <laughs> he's got his own niche i see that now. so i was waiting for the the big and dark competition that we do in december all the time i was waiting so for pineapple that pineapple infused imperial <laughs> russian yeah, yeah, russian imperial stuff with pineapples Jeez. that's gross but uh, that's hilarious well i mean pineapple goes hand in hand with that uh, with an ipa so you <laughs> yeah, really can't go true. wrong there yeah uh even the sour sounds pretty good yeah so how about you guys? Uh, do you guys have style preferences? Or any like is one guy the IPA guy, one guy like the sours more, one guy like the dark stuff? Um, yeah, we all have our favorites. Um, you know, I personally, I'm a porter and stout guy. Um, not you're not a seasonal guy. You're, no, you're you're all year. Give me that porter and that stout. I mean, I'll drink a barley wine in the summer too. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> See, um, yeah, I, I haven't gotten there yet. I do like the barley <laughs> one, but uh, you know, it's it's a journey. It's a, the whole craft beer thing. It's like you just start evolving into you know into these different like you, you just go through these streaks. I'm yeah. always drinking this and that. You know, for me, I, I like to spread it around, but for the most part, I'm drinking IPAs. But now, a lot more stouts. I'm 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 winterized at this point. But for you, you're saying it's all year round, baby. Give me I the think stouts. so. 
Um, I, I just try not to only have a certain style in a certain season. I, I just try to open it up. I mean, I'll have, I'll have a, a sour or a saison now when it's 20 degrees outside if i feel like it you know if it's if it's something i got a taste for i'll have it i don't the think mood it. strikes sure so you got a favorite and you got you got a go-to like your number one beer i know uh, it's hard like on the market like yeah anything that you can buy that like isn't homebrewed probably i mean if you got a homebrew one we can hear the story behind it but um as you out on the market i'd probably say like a um I'd probably say a barley one, probably the barrel aged behemoth by oh, three Floyds. Yeah. I've heard legend of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably one of my favorite beers. I've never uh, had it. In really, just really outstanding. Huh? Yeah. Um, we had it at a bottle share last, last Christmas. Um, uh, it was fantastic. We also did a, a four year dark Lord vertical, <laughs> which was pretty insane. What too. years were you guys on? Uh, it was 13 to 16, I and think it was. What, 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 give me a quick little summary. You know what? We were talking about this last night, as a matter of fact. And, and uh, you know, at, at that level, I think they all just start to taste the same. You can uh-huh. tell each other that, oh, I think I like the 14 better than the 15 or the 13. Or Shut up. It's all the same. That came, that came up at our year. bottle share on, on Saturday, and my buddy Mike swears the the 15 is the only good one that he's oh, had really? in the last three years or something. So, you know, he goes every year. He comes back with his allotment every year. Yeah. So all the variants in that. I mean, he loves three fluids. He loves the, the – but he said the 15 was his favorite by far. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how he deciphered it. I've only had, like, one in my life. So yeah. I'll give him, I'm not on the exchange websites. I don't do a ton of bottle shares. So I, yeah. I don't always get to try a lot of those things. And like I said, I like my IPAs. Just, yeah, that's know. true. So no, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to try other people's beers, but, uh, you know, we try to focus on, on, on making them. Um, yeah, which is awesome. And, and supporting the more local guys too. I mean, three Floyds is great and everything, but, uh, um, I like to go out to all the new ones in the area. I love metal monkey beers. I love, uh, me too. Uh, I went to more for the first time last week and that, that was great um they make some really good you like ipas which one is that more more, more. oh yeah out in villa park mm-hmm. I've, I've never had and i've had probably 10 people at different you know i've been to that new crafted 1979 out in uh, have you seen that out in orland it's like mm-hmm. a, the open bottle and uh, oh yeah yeah you know it, it's a similar like ironing glass and that they're they're almost not even a month old yet but I went in there the first day they were open, and a guy sitting next to me at the bar, hey, you ever had more brewing? You know, uh, two guys that I know from work, like, you got to have more brewing. So I hear they make some really great cloudy, hazy IPAs. Yeah, they do a real good job. Okay. So while we're on that that subject, what do you think? What's what's that style to you? Everybody's got that, like, it's not really polarizing. I mean, it's a huge popular style right now. And What do I think of yeah, hazy IPAs? How do you feel about the, when they're done right, when they're done wrong, when they're done um, just because? <laughs> I think uh I think it's a good style um if you like chewing your beer which I do sometimes <laughs> which I do sometimes too and I've I've had some great hazy IPAs uh got a friend up in Boston that sends me some local stuff every once in a while and and they're all you know really hazy and really juicy big um, and juicy yeah, yeah. but uh I don't know like, like any style you got to be in the mood for it yeah See, that's, that's like full confession for me is that I chase them. Like really? Anything from like microphone <laughs> to, you know, a hot butcher, other double dry hops, mm-hmm. uh, uh, noon whistle. Noon whistle is what got me started. Those, uh, yeah. That gummy series All the when gummy. they first started making those. Yeah. It got me hooked. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like 
it's going to curb. It's going to kind of start to wear on me, but yeah. uh, I, it, it really makes you appreciate like an awesome West Coast dank IPA. Once, mm-hmm. you know, once you like get so deep into the New Englands and then you have one, and you're like, oh shit, I forgot how great this is. That, yeah. that, that piney resin taste. Right. And, and I don't think it's going to go away. I mean, it might diminish no. like everything. I mean, you know, IPAs are really big and then, and then, you know, barrel aged beers are really big. Yeah. Um, your IPA guy, your stout guy. Like there's, there's just, well, a lot, and I think it's a ton between, I think it trends too. I mean, and then sours right now are, are huge. I love sours. So you know, I mean, I don't think any of them or any of the styles are going to go away. I mean, we're going to eventually hit all of them. Uh, we'll have a, a hazy New England IPA. Yeah. We'll have a sour. We'll have barrel aged beers. To trying all those, but <laughs> we're actually, like I said, we're going to open with six beers probably, but uh, we're going to have a capacity for uh, sixteen beers on tap. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, so, I don't know how easy that is to fill, man. I don't know how to equate that to what you have system wise versus like how many taps you're running and how many people are in and out of here. But, but yeah, I don't know. Is that a challenge usually to keep those taps loaded with beer? Or is- well, the intention is to have you know, six to eight beers that you do all the time. Um, we're not going to come out the gate saying this is our flagship beer. People like different Let styles. It pick itself. You like IPAs. Kinda, I mean, you might see like, have you, have you ever been to Hailstorm? I mean, are you familiar mm-hmm. with it? Their South Side Irish Red. Like yeah. when they made that, I don't think they realized that was going to be like such a staple for them. You know, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's one of those beers like we talked about that helps transition people, you know, from, sure. from that market. But it's always on and there's always people ordering it every time I'm in there. So, yeah. so, you know, it kind of like picked itself rather than being, you know, this is our flagship beer. We say this is, this is what it is. Right. Know? And that's what our idea is. If, uh, you know, if people like our IPA, then, you know, we'll call that our, our flagship beer. And maybe we'll start canning that. Yeah. If that keg starts popping every, you know, it's always right. the one you're rotating in and out of. And, sure. Yeah. Well, um, the, to start off, it's going to be a lot of, you know, playing around with the inventory and, and what, what we need to replenish, what was quickest, and things like that. So getting dialed in, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How about how about wood? Are you guys gonna have wood? You guys got barrels? You got? We've got a couple barrels. Um. Oh. Looking to get more. Yeah. Um. It's something we have to jump on pretty quick here. Um. If we want to have something available around this time next year, so. Uh, that's gonna be one of the things that we do, sooner rather than later, is get some beer in a barrel. Um. You know, and, and get it ready for that. You know, Black Friday crowd seems like everybody's got a Black Friday release. It was, you know, I was, at, I was standing in line for Bourbon County Stout. Oh, of, course. <laughs> of course. I'm, yeah. yep, I'm the worst. But you're not a stout guy. I judge myself. I judge myself. All right. <laughs> but I got that damn Knob Creek, man. I got that Knob Creek, and it's gonna sit for a while. <laughs> Anyways, now that I've released my shame, yeah, let's talk more about. Yeah, so you want to get some stuff into barrels. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been loving like the wine barrel, uh, uh, or the wild ales and stuff. Those have been yeah. really good. Like Unane and uh, Workforce does amazing stuff with wine barrels and, and sours and things like that. I love those. Yeah, we'll we'll probably do some some kettle sour, um, but wild ales and and when you mess around with a lot of those yeasts and things like that, they you almost need a separate brew system to. <laughs> to do that with a scientist it's, on hand yeah it's and it, it gets uh i mean the sanitization that goes on with when you're doing sours is is totally um just amplified so um, what do you think would be the first thing you guys put into wood um maybe this yeah 
Give you zero anniversary. We'll have taste for bad with a little bourbon. First anniversary. Oh man, <laughs> who knows? Sounds awesome. Yeah. So you think it'll take you a while to get acclimated to the new system, or do you think that's going to be kind of a breeze? Um, I don't think so. It's uh, like I said, it's an open vessel system. It's it's uh, scaled up homebrew. It's basically. basically what it is. It's just a, a big pot. I mean, um, at a, at a larger scale, things are going to going to heat up faster and and uh there's going to be a lot more liquid to transfer but uh it's basically the same thing but uh that's good be See, fun I, to that play would, with that would be I like can't wait to play for me like thinking <laughs> i'm going from this pot to like these hundred gallon pots yeah so that's so good you're confident i like it yeah i mean wouldn't open a brewery if you weren't <laughs> well dude we've done we've done an hour we just hit the hour mark so i appreciate you taking the time to do this with me i mean it's i'm Trying to get the podcast moving, get some get some beer drinker stories like this, and with you guys opening soon, I I think it'll be something that people will be interesting because everyone's seen that you're here, mm-hmm. but they're just waiting for the open. So maybe th- this will give shed a little light on like what's going on behind the brown paper. I'm, I'm you're getting a lot of shit from everybody. Really? About having this brown I'm paper sorry. right there? No, it's it's I feel like fine. I just hit a sore spot. I'm now. like, what? No, 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 no. It's all my friends are telling me. I want to see what's going on inside. It's like, sorry, it's a big thing, guys. Right now. Big it's, things, just no. Yeah, it's I'm, a mess. I'm behind the curtain. You don't want right to see now. the mess. <laughs> you want to see. There's the... no mess here, guys. It's pristine. He's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's being modest. Um, but thank you for sharing zero anniversary with me. This is a bonus. Oh, this thanks. is a bonus to to doing something like this. this is really cool. Yeah, and thanks again, for letting me be a phenomenal. part of this. Um, you know, I, I listened to uh, listened to your first two podcasts, and they were great. And um, I was no. Glad to be a part of the, I love the third one. Glass. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And, and you know what? Just to tag on the end of this uh, for supporting local, Iron mm-hmm. Glass tomorrow and this whole weekend is a big events for them. So they're releasing their Gummy Buddy Noon Whistle combo. Uh, they did a collab with them, New England style lactose IPA. So you can get that at eight in the morning tomorrow. I think they have like a hundred cases of it only at the only at Iron and Glass in Romeoville. And then I think the Saturday they're no, Friday they're doing Bourbon County. They're having tappings at 2, 6, and 8 or something of the regular, the coffee, and the Knob Creek. And then I think Saturday's their anniversary party, and they got a huge barrel-aged tap list uh, by the hour or something. So, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Well, County Brewing, um, it's here in Shorewood. It's on Jefferson uh, right across. So it's 1142 West Jefferson Street. What's right across from you guys here? Is it Walgreens or CVS? Or? Walgreens is right next door. Okay. CVS is across the street. Yeah. So if you're ever, you know the corner by uh, <laughs> River Road in, in Jefferson or 52. Um, hopefully they'll be open January. Yeah? Yep. Yep. January. Yes, January. He's saying that with some confidence now. I like it. So, uh, and don't forget to check out their Kickstarter. I'll put the link in the uh, podcast. So check out that Kickstarter campaign. Uh, donations as little as five bucks. Everything helps. Um, just help this place get, get up and moving. And, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. You get some stickers, you can get some pint glasses, you can get a part of the growler club, uh, one, one growler per month. You can't beat that. And if you happen to have 10,000 bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you just want to shove it all in, then, uh, put that in the Kickstarter (laughs) and you can shave the man I'm talking to his beard. And it's an epic one. Uh, Jamie, is there anything else you want to say to define people before we, before we sign off? Uh, can't wait to have everybody inside here. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have some good beers, have some laughs, have some great times in here. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it myself. So good luck with everything. And again, thanks for sitting down with me. Uh, we'll get this thing edited up tonight. Hopefully everybody can take a listen. Great. Thanks, Joe. See ya.